Good morning and welcome to day number 22 of Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church, and we are in Matthew chapter 6 today as we continue making our way through the Sermon on the Mount. This reading plan has us jumping back and forth between Genesis and Matthew and even picking up some Psalms and Proverbs sprinkled in. Uh, it's designed to keep us exposed to the full breadth of God's Word as we work our way through the Bible over a three-year period of time, one chapter per day. Let's pray and ask God for his help in looking at Matthew 6 today. Father, thank you so much for your Word, which is living and active. It is indeed sharper than any two-edged sword, and it penetrates, it convicts, it challenges us, and it changes us, because your word brings us closer to you and brings Christ closer to our hearts. So we pray that you would do that work in us by your Holy Spirit as we look at your word this morning. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew chapter 6, beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head, wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. 
If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to the span of his life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Well, once again, we come to one of these major chapters in scripture that is so full of rich truth content, and it's difficult to imagine covering it in just a few minutes. But just as with Matthew chapter 5, when we came to the end and Jesus said, be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. And that became a key to unlock the whole chapter. He's talking about the heart character of God and how we need to reflect that heart character sincerely in our lives. Here we see a key in verse 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. The question is, what are you seeking? And what you're seeking can cause you to be a people pleaser or to live for the glory of God. It can cause you to be anxious or it can give you peace. Where is your focus? What are you looking at? What are you seeking? In the opening part of chapter 6, we have the practice of religious duties, we might call them. And even if we think of them as religious duties, we're already off on a wrong foot. In other words, what are you doing when you give to the needy, when you give alms, when you give tithes and offerings? What are you doing when you pray? What are you doing when you fast? These are three things that religions of the world encourage people to do, right? To give to the poor, to pray, to fast. What's the point of it all? Jesus tells us right at the very beginning of this chapter, you can either be practicing these acts of righteousness so that you will be seen by other people and applauded as someone who is righteous, or you will be doing them for your father in heaven because you love him and because you want to draw closer to him. One or the other. You're not going to do both. So you're either being religiously dutiful because you want to be known as a righteous person. You want other people to look at you and say, what a good and godly person that person is. 
In which case Jesus says, hey, if that's what you're doing, that's what you're doing. But know this, that when people say that about you, you have your reward. That's it. End of story. You've accomplished your set out purpose. But isn't it better to be doing all of these things unto the Lord? Which means we're not making a show of it. Which means we don't really want people to see us doing it. And it's not that we don't ever pray in public because we do have public gathered worship and people are called upon to pray. It's not that we don't ever take up an offering, but we're not really telling other people how much we're giving, right? We're doing this as to the Lord. We're doing it to the Lord and to the Lord alone. And that should shape our prayer life as well. You see, if we're praying as a show to other people, then long, flowery, impressive, rhetorically rich prayers will pour forth from our lips and people will say, oh, what a godly man, how he prays. Jesus gives us a short, simple, direct prayer that's focused on God, the glory of his name, the coming of his kingdom, the doing of his will. And that's focused on the things we most need, our daily bread, both physically and spiritually. We need God to meet our needs every day, physically and spiritually. Forgiveness for our sins and a leading away from temptation and evil. That's what we need. Keep it simple. Focus on the things that matter most and pray to God. And then be willing to forgive. That's one of the marks that our eyes are on God and not on people as we know how much we've been forgiven and so we readily forgive others and when we fast if we're fasting unto the lord we shouldn't be telling other people about our fasting we shouldn't be making it obvious how much we're suffering in our fasting so what are you seeking what is your goal another way to look at this is with money treasure where are you laying up your treasure it's another way of thinking about your goal, what you're living for. You're living for things on earth. You're living for retirement, living for a bigger bank account, more net worth. Well, you can lay up treasures on earth. And at the end of the day, it won't matter at all. I heard a, a pastor say in a sermon earlier this week, one day Bill Gates and I will be just as wealthy, or one day I will be as wealthy as Bill Gates. We will both have nothing. <laughs> we'll both be laid in the grave with absolutely nothing that we can take with us out of this world. So lay up treasures in heaven. Live for the Lord because eternity is what really matters. And don't think you can do both. Don't think, oh, well, I'll, I'll live for my net value in this world and for eternity. I'll live to please people and please God. Jesus says you can't do that. It's impossible. You cannot serve both God and money. You're either going to hate one, love the other, or be devoted to one, love and, and despise the other. You can't follow two sets of directions. You can't walk two different paths. You can't go in two different directions at once. You can't look at two different places at once. As an exercise right now, try to fit, find two things in two different parts of the room where you are, whatever, and look at them both at exactly the same time. You're going to have to go back and forth, right? And if you do that fast enough, you're going to get yourself a headache. You can't follow two directions at once. Get in your car and try to go both left and right at the same time. You can't do it. You can't do it. You can't do it. And trying to do it would lead to a great deal of anxiety, wouldn't it? It would lead to us feeling torn apart from the inside. So Jesus says, stop that. Stop being anxious. Stop worrying. Trust God. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things will be added to you. Don't be anxious, but trust God and do what God has given you to do. 
today. Amen. What a great word. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this clear and compelling word from your son. Help us to live for you and for eternity, for your kingdom, not to please people, not to accumulate earthly wealth for ourselves, not to try to serve two masters and be both a people pleaser and a God pleaser, both a wealthy person on earth and rich in the things of God. Help us to be single-minded and singular in our focus. Keep our eyes on you. Lock our eyes on you. And forgive us when we go astray and correct us quickly by your spirit. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we are back to the Old Testament tomorrow. Day 23 will take us back to Genesis 15, one of my favorite chapters in Scripture, Genesis 15. Look forward to that. Have a blessed day in the Lord. Thank you.